Parents and children, if you're listening on today, this is the show for you. We're going to learn how and why a parent's toolbox is so important. Making a difference with kids is obviously my passion, so we're bringing on today's guest who has the same fire inside her. Big shout out to Dr. Jane for this intro. She thought we would hit it off, and of course, we certainly did. We had a talk behind the scenes to get this show going, and it certainly is an aligned fit. We have Mel Pierce here. She's going to provide parents listening on with the tools you all need. Mel, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. You know what? Thank you so much for having me. I This is a topic is so near and dear to my heart, so I am thrilled to be here. Well, I'm excited to hop right in. And with the right parenting toolbox, you will have less worry and less stress. When you have parenting tools to handle challenges, you are no longer wasting time or energy not knowing what to do or wondering if you're doing the right thing. Better relationships. When you know exactly what communication tools to add to your toolbox, you get to know your kids better and grow your connection. <laughs> more confidence. When you have better tools in your parenting toolbox, you parent with more confidence and raise confident kids. Be sure to stick around to the halfway point for the spotlight story. Together, we are going to dive into an article titled How Parents Affect Their Child's Mental Health from Integris Health. And you can, again, follow along in the show description by scrolling down. But if it's your first time with us, thank you for stopping by. And everyone who is continuing to support the show, thank you so much for coming by once again. This is the show that normalizes the conversation around mental health. I have the great opportunity to bring on mental health advocates and professionals from all over the world each week since January 2020. You never know which story is going to resonate with you most. Mel does a lot of work with parents and kids as you've gathered so far. Mel, let's dive right into that topic. Let's talk about the relationships with parents, kids, how mental health is all intertwined to that. Yes, absolutely. So I honestly believe that it starts with how we define mentally healthy kids. So I'm a parent coach and I support parents specifically that have kids that struggle with big feelings. And so many parents come to me wanting to know, how do I stop my kids from having these outbursts? How do I stop the big feelings? Mm -hmm. And I share right up front that the secret to parenting through big feelings isn't to stop your kids from having them, but to actually teach them the skills to navigate through them. And so I believe the same concept applies to mental health and raising mentally healthy kids is not a state we help them achieve, but a set of skills we help them build. I love to hear a quick word from our show sponsor, Tampa Counseling and Wellness, and you could find all of their information in the show description. Are you constantly exhausted and overwhelmed? Do you struggle with your confidence or self-esteem? Are you ready to live a life with more passion, courage, and excitement? At Tampa Counseling and Wellness, we want to be there for you every step of the way. While we understand that change may be difficult, we have a proven track record of helping our clients live a more joyous and meaningful life. Whether you are looking to overcome some current life challenges or you are looking to do some deeper healing, we are here to help you. Our compassionate approach to therapy is rooted in building your confidence and insight while helping you gain mastery of your life. If you would like to learn more about our services or you would like to schedule a free consultation with one of our clinicians, please visit us at www.tampacounselingandwellness.com or simply call or text us at 813-520-2807. 
We look forward to growing with you, Tampa Counseling and Wellness, where it is okay to not be okay. I love that. Teaching kids, and I'm putting that right here in the notes when we go live, teaching kids the skills, how to cope with these feelings and emotions. And that's something I try to stress too, Mel, where I try to teach these kids, it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to have emotions. You are human. That is going to happen. There are going to be some great times in life, but there are going to be some challenging times in life. And just recognizing that those challenging times exist are a big factor. What led you to this field, if I may ask? Yes. Well, to be honest with you, it started back when I had kids myself. So I had kids or I had my child and then started my company, six, my first company, six months later. And all of a sudden, like there was just so much going on. And I have having kids myself made me feel more inadequate and insecure than anything else ever had. (laughs) So all of a sudden, all these feelings were coming up. And in the meantime, I was growing a company and prior to then, I just used to try to change things outside of me, like manage everything that was going on to manage how I would feel. But all of a sudden, between having a company and having a son and everything that was going on, I no longer had control. I was in a situation where I couldn't, nothing in my business and nothing about my child was changing anytime soon. So I had to figure out how to work through that myself and manage those you know the stress and the overwhelm and everything else on top of it so that's kind of how i started to get into this to begin with i love it i can feel the passion right through the screen i'm so grateful to have you on the show i now like to touch a little bit on you as a parent we all have a mental health can you describe some of your mental health journey for us and some things that after that we can talk about some things you do to improve that mental health i know being a parent is not easy being an entrepreneur is certainly not easy how do you stay afloat (laughs) Exactly. Well, I I don't know about you, but my parents didn't know how to support me emotionally. And it wasn't through any fault of their own, right? But what happened was they were raised by a different generation. They were both the youngest of very big families. Mm -hmm. Their parents were focused on survival, not feelings. Yes. And so they didn't know how to teach me about feelings. And so I like I had mentioned, like I just grew up doing the best that I could trying to manage the things in my life to feel okay until a point where I couldn't do it anymore. And so at that point, when things became too much, I got outside help. I started working with a coach myself. I started learning different tools and that changed everything. And I became so passionate about it. I determined that I wanted to become a coach myself. Yes. And there, everyone out there, there is no shame and don't let the stigma surround you of speaking to someone else. And I think for me, at least in my experience is having that unbiased third party who's going to tell you what you need to hear and maybe not what you want to hear can go a long way. But what are some things you do, Mel, to take care of your mental health? Some of your favorite activities? So I am personally, I meditate, I exercise, I, I do a lot of journaling and i still have a coach that i work with myself so those are some of what i do on an ongoing basis and outside of that honestly i have worked really long and hard on the long-term basis to learn how to manage my mind Uh, and that's what journaling helps me do 
And I would say like, honestly, my brain is like a toddler. <laughs> and so it is up to me to keep an eye on the toddler because the toddler wants to point out everything mm -hmm. I'm doing wrong, everything that's wrong in my life, every possible danger. And I know that it's just trying to keep me safe, Yes, but it's also not very helpful. And it's like giving the toddler the keys to the car and then letting the toddler, you know, ba basically drive the car that is your life. <laughs> so <laughs> I spent a lot of time working to, you know, take the keys away from the toddler and do that mind management and to just kind of, that's how I keep myself mentally sane. I can certainly agree with the power of writing for your mental health. It is very therapeutic for me and I can go down these little rabbit holes, I guess, writing, but it just takes my mind off things, helps me relax. And I, something else I've tried to be more accountable with myself is the intentional breaks outside, just getting some sunlight, some vitamin D. Now it's getting a little hot here in Florida during the day. So I have to do those breaks really early in the morning. But <laughs> I really appreciate sharing those things with our audience because everyone remember, if something doesn't work for you, that's okay. What works for some doesn't work for everyone. Mel's been out here providing a few great tips. And now I do want to dive into this spotlight story. I'm really excited to get Mel's expertise on this as she is a expert in the entrepreneurial world. Let me go ahead and get this started. How parents can affect their child's mental health. Everyone, please do scroll down in the show description so you can follow along with us. There's a lot in this article. We're going to go over a little bit of it and we'll start right here with Mel. Yes. If there's something all parents can agree on, it's wanting to see your child succeed and live a long, healthy life. Life comes with challenges. Many are uncontrollable, while others are a result of actions or experiences your child faces. As part of Children's Mental Health Week, when this article was written, we explored how parenting styles and a parent's mental health impacts their children. This covers how a parent can pass down mental health disorders to children and which behavioral and emotional patterns can have a lasting impact on childhood development. Adverse experiences and their impact on children. Each time a child faces a challenging situation, whether it's a family turmoil, emotional distress, it takes a toll on them in a variety of ways. There's even a dedicated term for these types of negative events called Adverse Childhood Experiences or ACEs. In short, there are potentially traumatic situations children can face, such as violence or home and divorce. Here's a full overview on ACEs. There's a link in that description, but these are some of the situations they describe. Being a victim of violence, abuse or neglect at home, witnessing violent acts in your home or community, a family member attempting or committing suicide, substance abuse, mental health problems, having parents who are divorced or separated, and a household member who is incarcerated. I learned in this article that one in three children under the age of 18 deal with at least one of these ACE conditions, while 14% experience two or more. These are staggering numbers and about a quarter of the time, divorces or separations are responsible for ACEs. And I know that is at a much higher rate now than in the past, but I also do want to touch on parenting style and your children's mental health before bringing Mel back on. Because generally, parents fall under four types of parenting styles, titles, uh, styles, excuse me, <laughs> authoritarian, authoritative, permissive, and unevolved. Authoritarian is that there are clear rules and punishment when those rules aren't met but there is little warmth involved. In this structured environment, it's more of a my way or the highway type attitude. Without needed support, children may never feel they're good enough and can develop depression 
raised by this style of parents. Now we have authoritative. Parents develop clear standards and are responsible for their children's needs in a democratic way. Instead of being the boss, they're open to communication and will listen to their child. Growing up in an authoritative household provides children with a solid foundation, but they're also likely to maintain a strong connection with their parents through adulthood. Permissive. Expectations are low, and permissive parents generally are more lenient and have few rules to abide by. Even when rules are broken, these parents tend to avoid conflict. Without much grounding, children raised like this may be more impulsive and prone to seeking risks. Anxiety and depression are high here. And the fourth one is uninvolved. The least restrictive of the four are these type of parents. They're uninterested and invest little time in what their children are doing. Parents who are uninvolved generally have little communication or involvement with their kids. Rules matter little to them and don't enforce misbehaving. Children in these types of households are more at risk than, of struggling in future relationships due to withdrawal and fear of abandonment. Mel, I touched on a lot here. Yes. What do you think? What's your takeaways? So in general, I, there were so many takeaways from that. And one of the things that I coach on is I actually inform parents about those different parenting styles, the authoritarian, authoritative, permissive, and uninvolved. Mm -hmm. And a lot of parents will get confused in that they think they need to be, you know, they should have boundaries, they should have um consequences and all of those things, but they don't know how to stay emotionally connected when they do. And the opposite side, you tend to find either they're really emotionally connected, but then they don't have those boundaries in place because the feelings are more important. And research has proven that actually when you are high, both on the boundaries, as well as high on emotional connectivity, then that's when you get the best outcomes with your kids. And that is the authoritative. And there is a way to do both. And so that's what I do. I'll do a lot of teaching around that. Um, and I, I work on helping parents understand what that means, how to have boundaries, but still stay connected to your kids. So that is one thing. Um, the other takeaway I took away from the article is just the idea that what we do as parents matter. Yes. And so there are so many, a lot of times I will see parents that will try to get their kids to see a specialist without considering what they're doing at home. And I let them know, I said, listen, your kids are with you more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. And so what you do, how the tools that you can learn, the skills that you get in terms of how to help them and how to support them matter. And if you're struggling as well, please get help. I love that. And I think now would actually be the perfect time. We'll revisit this at the end of the episode. Where can people find your contact information to ask for this help and your website, all things uh, Mel? Yes. So my website is just melpierce.com. Please note it is P-E-I-R-C-E. -E, so it is not the standard spelling of Pierce. And on, I am at melpierce.coach as well. So you can send me a DM there. My website has a button to hop on a call with me. So either way works. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing that. And Mel, before we get some more light shed on all that great work you do, for any parents out there, we'll do first, then any child that may be struggling right now, what advice can you offer to them? As you know, someone with all your experience, I'm so glad I'm able to bring you on here to help everybody take a deep breath here on a mental health break. Yes. So one of the main areas that I talk to parents about is just giving yourself some grace 
and actually asking better questions. So many times we are asking questions of like that. that piece of what do I do? Why does this always happen? What happened here? And so a lot of questions that aren't supporting us and, and the other pieces that come at like, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, our brain just shuts down. So if you start asking better questions, like how can I best support myself and my child? What matters most right now? Those are the best things that you can do to help support your kids in those moments. Thank you for sharing that. I think that is huge advice. And I think that can also be transitioned to friendships and different situations, just asking the questions that need to be asked. What's most important right now? What is that child or person going through right now? And how can we best help them through it? Mel, you've touched on a lot of great work today, a lot of great advice. Let's touch a little more on the work you do. Anything else that you'd like to share before we sign off today? Yes, I would love to share. So as I mentioned, I help kid, parents that support kids that struggle with big feelings. And so I do this through coaching, parent workshops, as well as a, a big feelings parent support group. And in general, I share all sorts of new tools and strategies to handle big feelings and behaviors and teach kids coping skills, but that is only half of the equation. So I let parents know the other half is deciding how you show up with your kids because parents have big feelings too. And they can have lots of feelings about their kids' struggles and their kids' big feelings. And you can't parent well when you are frustrated, when you are anxious, when you are overwhelmed. And so I really work with parents to help them understand that that right when you're stuck there, that you're not the most effective. So get some help, figure out skills. And the other thing I say, though, is that honestly, it's not to expect that you're going to go from overwhelmed or anxious or frustrated to that calm Zen place is unrealistic. So give yourself some grace in that. But in between those two is a land called neutral. And if you can just get to neutral, like then that. you can <laughs> help parent more effectively from that space. Well, Mel, that was such great advice right there. And thank you so much for taking the time to join our community here on a mental health break. I know the value will be felt by all parents who have the opportunity to tune into this episode. One more time, where can we find all things Mel? Yes, melpierce.com. It's P-E-I-R-C-E.com and at melpierce.coach. All right, everyone tuning in, be sure to head to that website. And the show is at a mental health break on Facebook and LinkedIn. And it's at Vincent A. Lancey on all the others. So I can make sure I keep putting out content. I look forward to seeing everyone next Saturday for another show. But thank you, Mel, once again, for signing on with us. And now we are signing off. Thanks, Vincent. <laughs>